Uh, this is Nick. Uh, you're listening to the DU Football Show, Drunkard United. Of course, up the blades and fuck the owls. And fuck you too. That was brilliant. I loved seeing your eyes roll there. So uh, I like how we played it. We both looked at him. So uh, Kaczynski, I read your manifesto today on uh, Facebook. You gonna be able to get through the show before you start mailing letters? Maybe. All right. Well then, way to be up. Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League as told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is the emo, Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing today? Just continue on with the intro, please. (laughs) (laughs) This pleases me. Oh my God, does this please me. We're recording at Studio H, just outside our nation's capital, and you can check us out on just about any podcast platform. Please remember to uh, rate, review, share, let your friends know you're listening to it, and uh, subscribe, most importantly. And should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. So, Sam, why don't you tell the good people how they can get in touch? Yeah, just go ahead and uh, DM us at DU Football Show <laughs> on all the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or email in at DUFootballShow at gmail.com. And as of this moment, the only thing that will lift my spirits is if you give us money on Patreon. It's www.patreon.com backslash DU Football Show. Uh, only $9 donations accepted at this point because I'm in such a shite mood. But we do have 2 and $5 uh, levels available. They just won't do as much for me. They won't fix your pain? Not well. at the moment. You're too, you're too much. Hashtag Emery out. Ah, <coughs> oh, we've already reached that level, huh? Not already. It's been a long time coming. Heard. So uh, Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry. Uh, some of us are peppier about it than others. But both of us also have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every show. We poured Sam a big old glass of this whiskey today. Yeah. What we drink it, Sam? So the uh, emotionally numbing uh, nectar we have today is Benjamin Pritchard's Double Barrel Bourbon. Uh, it comes in at 90 proof and 84.99 to 99.99 on the shelf. Um, they use white corn, which is interesting because yellow corn is typically the way to go for bourbon. Absolutely. Um, but corn is corn, so it still counts as a bourbon. Uh, they also have rye and wheat on their mash bill. Just adds a little bit of spiciness and a little body to it, uh, kind of balancing out the um, the whiskey. Uh, it's aged in new American oak for seven to nine years, and then it's rebarreled into new barrels again for three to five years. Uh, so it's got big, big caramel, uh, which gives way to big, big vanilla. Um, and the finish does last a little bit. Um, not a huge burn to it, uh, which which is excellent, but just a big caramel vanilla bomb, which is 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 lovely. Well, and you already got a nice burn today, as it is already, so why do you need your whiskey to burn? That's a dig. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Should I just start on my closing now? Or? <laughs> All righty, kids, let's have ourselves a hell of a show. <laughs> it's odd being the only person here that doesn't lose, or that does lose, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. Hey, hey, Mel, do you got to do a shot of Malort? I don't. Uh, I don't have Only to do a shot of Malort either. shot glass got put out today. Yeah, and it's not going to a Houston. How about no, that? No, I made sure to put it over on his spot, and but I was called cold-blooded. Yes, yes, I saw that. It was beautiful, Chris, by the way. Way to catch on to that and pile on top, because that fucking makes us all feel Shaka better. Con. So believe it. Shaka fucking con. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> believe it or not. 
there were other games that went on, and there's other things that were more important than Sam's pro Arsenal agenda. Maybe three of them. <laughs> Points gap just got a little smaller, and now it feels like we finally got a season on our hands. Liverpool won, Manchester United won, Man City two, Palace nil. Um, throw form out the window. If it's a yeah, big derby, it doesn't matter. Partially. I also think that Mo Salah not being there obviously hurt them. Divac Origi can't stretch United the way Mo Salah can. It, wouldn't, it obviously didn't give them as much to think about. Oh, absolutely. However, Liverpool looked lethargic. Liverpool's looked like shit for three games in a row. They didn't look like they were really going after it at all, to be fair. Um, I do want to say uh, about the Marcus Rashford goal, because we spoke about this off air. Uh-huh. I counted. It was 12 seconds and six touches. And you tried to say in your little rant, you can't, you, know, you can't count fouls that happened so long ago. It was six touches, and it was in the defensive half of the field, and it was argu- by five yards, and it was arguably a foul by five yards, arguably a foul. Yeah, it was arguably happened. a foul, which is oh. why the goal shouldn't have stood. No, it wasn't a foul, and you're a foul. D- that's just you. You just want to try to get a goat out of me because but you're it was a, a foul. No, it fucking wasn't. Yeah, it was. If if your team had done that to them, you'd be screaming at the fucking stars that that was not a foul. It was definitely a foul. No, it wasn't. Well, it, in ours today, Socrates' shirt got pulled, and then he got shoulder bars in the back. That wasn't a foul. Okay. VAR said it wasn't a foul either. All right. Hey, hey, we're not talking about hey, that. Those, listen, those three letters don't exist. This was a foul. Okay. Yeah, Shouldn't okay. happen. Okay, well, you know what? Fuck off. Listen, it, you hey, know what? Not hey, my Sam. result. Hey, Sam, you not know my what? Result. You know what it wasn't? It wasn't clear and obvious. So there we go. Goal stands. <laughs> More important to talk about about that goal was uh, the young lad, James. He was a factor that entire, Great cross. entire match. Great cross. And Marcus Rashford, textbook forward play, right? Make a little run to the, to the front post, jab step back to the, uh, to the far post, and slide in between the two center backs, center which backs is exactly what he did. Split like the sea. Yep. And he waltzed right in, and it was a great cross by James to uh, elude everybody. Or evade, evade everybody. Evade. Evade. Evade everybody. And then Rashford there to finish. Now, it was well done. It was a good counterattack. It just um, you know should have been called a foul. So, like I was saying, James was a complete factor for, for Manchester United until Liverpool actually did a little something out of the old Sam Graham book. They started doing the man or the ball, not, not both. Not both. Yep. And Van Dyke laid him out one time in the second half. Firmino, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Fabinho knocked him down one time, and then Fabinho got him the second time and got the card. But by then, damage done. James was getting runs down the sideline, but he wasn't marauding the middle of the field anymore no. like he was doing earlier. And and once they took Daniel James out of it, they uh, Liverpool, that is, started to turn the screw a bit. I mean, it still wasn't great from right. them, but they did hold more possession. They did start creating chances on a more regular basis. Now, De Gea honestly didn't have a lot to do. Um, Mane obviously had the goal chalked off for a handball. Right. Agreed. He gained yep. an advantage from that. Um, not a problem there. And then Lalana equalized um, from an Andy Robertson cross, very similar to what happened yeah. uh, in the first goal for Manchester United. Found, him well, found himself into open space by shuffling around a little. Um, right. I do want to say uh, also Jurgen Klopp, two out of the three substitutions he made were involved in that goal. Naby Keita won the ball back and passed it out to mm-hmm. um, Andy Robertson, and Robertson crossed to Lalana, who was the other substitute. 
uh, and put the ball in the back of the net. Oxlade Chamberlain also gave United a lot to think about uh, with some some long range efforts. Mm-hmm. Only two of them uh, on target. One of them kind of tame, but you know everybody knows he can strike them, and he definitely drew them out a little bit to challenge him uh, from distance. Well, and uh, not that I want to give much credit because let's face it, the bar is set very low. But like people like Fred put in a shift. They they, they I did. Mean, was it? world beater no but they 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 put in a shift so what what does this ultimately say then for united do we feel that this should project them this should start to elevate their gameplay or are they just going to go and lose to norwich next week because they're going they they put all their effort into this well there's the thing and another show we listened to made that point is this isn't the game that's going to define their season the game that's going to define their season are the next two I think it's Norwich uh, away and then Palace at home or something like that. Yeah, no, those not, are, not Palace because they just played Palace. But I, I know what, I know what you're saying. It's, they, it's, they, it's somebody along those lines. I'm not sure who it is, right. but it's somebody along those lines that see Manchester United still as a scalp, and they're for taking. They get bored. They go Maybe to that's Bo- who they, it is. They go to Bournemouth. I think so. It's what two it away games. Yeah. So can they lift themselves for it? Right. We saw it once already against Chelsea Both. at four 0 first game of the season. Yep. And then. Um, this one, those are the only, and then us one one. Right, wasn't a great game, but you could say that they are lifting themselves to play against the bigger teams. It's the the smaller team, Southampton one one, that they can't get themselves up for. That even with the the non quality Manchester United players they have, should still be beating those teams, and they're not. Well, it's the difference of how you become a top six team then. Right, you know exactly. Uh, now, conversely, for Liverpool. Like I just said, as we started this uh, this one here, uh, we started talking about this this game in particular. This is three shit performances in a row from them. Let's face it, their performance against Sheffield was not good. It took the goalkeeper making a gaffe for them to win. Two weeks prior with Leicester, Leicester really took it to them in their building. Yep. In their building, right? No, it was at Anfield, wasn't it? I think no, yeah, it I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They took it to him in their building, and it took a little luck and a little help at the end with that late penalty call. Then you go to United, and if it isn't for that one little stroke of genius that gets them that goal, they were going to lose that game. Yeah, they were going to lose it. They, they, they it really. You're watching that game. You're going, yeah. Liverpool's about to see their first loss of the season. Yep, absolutely, <laughs> completely agree. So. What do you think this does for them? I mean, now fortunately they still got a point. I mean, yeah. Now and and before that they got six points. They got wins in both of those shitty performances. But next game is against uh, Spurs, which we can safely say the wheels have completely fallen off. But (laughs) but this (laughs) could also be exactly the kind of game that Spurs get up for. Then I think after that it's Villa, and then it's City coming to Anfield. So I mean, it's they like gotta kind of get it together in a hurry. Well, like I said, I I think the the major miss today, uh, or Saturday, was Sunday. It was Sunday. Yes, <laughs> the major Sunday. miss Sunday. Sorry, <laughs> spazzed out there for a second. Was Mo Salah. Um, I think you have those two players up top in Firmino and Saido Mane, <laughs> and you play that three center backs at the back. You kind of nullify them. And Divac Origi is not going to stretch anybody. No. 
Um, he's, I th- a, he's a point man. He's not as a we side saw man. right as we saw with. But th- at that point, to that point, you have two point men on in Firmino and him, right? Right. So my thing is, probably should have started either Shakiri, who wasn't even on the bench, I don't think, right, or Oxley Chamberlain in place of Origi to give that pace. And to stretch that defense a bit and to give those wingbacks something to think about. And then when you the wing needed backs, the big yeah. man, put the big man in Exactly. Later. The the wingmans never had uh, the, the wingbacks, I'm sorry, and Aaron Wan-Bissaka and Ashley Young never had to to stay back or worry because the three center backs were occupying the two forwards. And Origi isn't mobile enough to stretch them at yeah, all. Very true. So they didn't, excuse me, they didn't need any cover. Um, so I think that's your biggest miss, and I think that maybe changes the game and was a, a bit of an error on Klopp's part because you saw him when Oxlade-Chamberlain came on and started using that pace and started whipping in crosses and taking shots and just being more dynamic than Divock Origi was. United was kind of at sixes and sevens for a bit. Right. I mean, now, the quality of Liverpool's chances didn't meet the actual execution of those chances, but the chances were there. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think if Mo Salah was in, it probably could have been a different story. Right. But it is what it is. You know, I mean, you got to take these as, as, as they come. Um, I would dare say City was more clinical against Palace than City was clinical against Watford. If it wasn't for the fact that Wayne Hennessy flat out stopped six point blank, definitely going in the back of the net goals, this would have been eight to nothing too. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, l- lovely little ball from Ryan Sterling. Yo. <laughs> the invention, the creativity is everything that my fucking assholes lack right now. <laughs> it was phenomenal. And then, um, and, then the quick t- and then the quick turnaround with another quick goal from Silva, which was just a well, that lovely... Well, that was yeah, Silva's yeah, yeah, that goal. little touch. Yeah. The, the, the header from Jesus. Jesus was before yeah, that. Was Sorry, before I, that. I yeah. mixed him up. My apologies. That was just... That was... Uh, fairly routine to be fair hey you know what it was it's a normal manchester city goal yeah it, you know? right it's routine but that's the sterling little flick over the top that just a little delay that he just kind of freeze the defense right yeah right between hennessy's Pop, legs yeah, well popped it over and then david silva on the volley as it's coming over his shoulder and picked out the nutmeg on the goalkeeper was brilliant uh so not to be outdone mr uh ederson on the other end for city only had to make two saves but Fuck if they Which, weren't big. To be honest, I was surprised at. Um, I thought Palace looked dangerous on the counterattack, but they never really threatened. Right. You know what I mean? Well, and other than that, they, Benteke header. I think, they, sh- I think the- they should have been more direct as Rodri and Fernand did. They didn't have a recognized center back on the field. Right. And they it didn't was, take it and they didn't take advantage of that. At all. It yeah. was Rodri and Fernandinho, and they were still trying to play things down the wing to Zaha. Why not run Zaha through the middle and let him and just hoist it up and let him run rampant against the two the two of them? Yeah, I, although I would say, um, in defense of Fernandinho, when you have Laporte and Stones both healthy again, and Otamende, my third choice would be Fernandinho. I think Fernandinho is probably my starter over Otamendi, <laughs> and then you add in Laporte. Yeah, he's to be he, fair, he's putting in a shift. Yeah, no, he's just well, he's a crafty he's a crafty old veteran. He knows what the fuck he's doing on the pitch. You the know? one the one really dangerous Palace counterattack was was Zaha running down the right hand side. And Fern, I've never seen Fernandinho run so fast. Yep. <laughs> but he trucked it from the center line uh, all the way over, and he was in the center circle, yeah. and trucked it all the way to the to the right side of the pitch where Zaha was running down, 
and, and got the slide in brilliantly. Let his team recover, reorganize, and then City cleared their lines without a problem. Um, what You know what it is that I think helps Fernandinho in this situation? Um, he's too much of a central midfielder, so he's too dumb to realize maybe I shouldn't be making this tackle. I'm the last guy. Yeah. But because he goes for it, and he makes the tackle every time. He got it right. <laughs> most, yeah, absolutely. most defenders think about those for a second oh, when, yeah. well, when and they that, make those last ditches because that last absolutely. ditch, that could be a red. Those so. well, those hesitations also get you reds. Precisely. That's the other thing is you hesitate that split second. That's that half step that you catch his ankle instead of the ball. Um, he did. Uh, Fernandinho played really well. There was a time when they both kind of got sucked up, forgetting that they were playing the position they were playing. Oh yeah, and we're a good fifteen yards inside the Crystal Palace half. Like, and if uh, anybody just stood on the center uh, on the center line and just long balled it, and yeah, you'd over. have been fucked. <laughs> but especially especially with the speed of Zaha or exactly. Jordan Ayew, that's why I'm surprised they the didn't just park themselves right there. Yeah, you yeah. know. But you know what? Clean sheet, did their job. Ederson only had to bail him out a couple of times. That was their best defensive performance of the season, which yeah. shows you how shit Otamendi is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very true on that one. <laughs> so um, real quick on Palace, and then I want to take a look at the bigger picture. Um, it's about to get real tough for Palace real quick. Well, I mean, they have you next week, so that shouldn't be hard. But then, but the, uh, the next, <laughs> next four aren't easy for them. No, they're not. <laughs> uh, do we think we start to finally see Palace slide back, yes. back to the pack a little <laughs> Absolutely, bit? Absolutely, yes. Um, I think so. Who knows? Next week they can pick up another three points, and I'll come in here really depressed again. Oh, Who maybe. knows? Hey, maybe, you know, I just went on a three-week, uh, four-week run of having to do uh, uh, Malort shots. Maybe it's your turn now to do a four-week run. Nah, I'd rather not do that. All right, so bigger picture. We're getting ready for the... Uh, in three weeks, it'll be the big one. It'll be City traveling to Anfield to face uh, Liverpool. Um, City has Villa this week, which, sorry, Mel, they're going to wipe the floor with Villa. And is that home or away? I, I believe it's at Villa. I don't know. Uh, Jack Grealish yeah. playing good. <coughs> yeah, but... That's the stuff dreams are made of, man. But but to uh, to quote the West I mean, Ham boys... I'm optimistic, always. All right, to, quote, to quote the West Ham boys... Um, like uh, City loves to beat the shit out of people in the middle of the field. I have a feeling that'll be a very long day for Jack Grealish. Oh, he's gonna spend a lot of that field on his ass. <laughs> a lot of that field. She, a lot of that game she, or we field. Were, she, she, yeah. We were letting her go. See, you sometimes well, you have to call me she, out for that. Well, because he is a dick. Listen, he is. because you know, much like when West Ham lost five nil to City at the beginning of the season, when you're down as a wounded dog, you fight back a little bit. Um, to make yourself feel good. So, like I said, City has Villa. Fuck then you, Chris. <laughs> Villa, Villa has uh, Villa has. Uh, I mean, sorry, City has Villa, then Southampton, and then oh, that's Liverpool. a walk in a fucking park in it. And Liverpool has Spurs, Spurs, and then Villa. So, meh. Yeah, it's. I mean, it really comes down to does. I'm not drinking Malort this week, so that's all I have to say. Do do the Spurs have any fight? Is what it really no, comes down to. Absolutely not. But uh, God forbid, God forbid, Liverpool drops a point. Well, it could be just like their capitulation from January 1st, yeah. when they played City last season absolutely. and had a ten point lead, and then fucked it with the last game at your place, the last time they dropped points. Yep, yep. And City overtook them for the final time, and then they both won out the rest of the season. 
And uh, you then, know what I'm saying? Yep. So, I mean, we could be in the midst of that capitulation again. It could happen right now. 100%. Which, which actually might be good for him because then December rolls around and maybe they pick it up. You yeah, know, it could be. Instead of having to hang on for the entire season. Yeah, and then, but you, and then you also have uh, Laporte and Stones who are still hurt and are yeah. going to be hurt for a bit. Stones just got in. He got in in the, uh, in the Palace match, but like right at the oh, end. I turned it all. Yeah. 2 yeah. <laughs> right. was that was it. All right, let's go ahead and chat about our team, Sammy. Sheffield United 1, Arsenal 0, Everton 2, West Ham 0. So I'm just going to read exactly what I wrote for notes because I had already written the notes before the uh, outcome had happened. Graham to laugh, cry, rant, make excuses. Let's see what happens. Sam, the floor is yours. So I actually wrote like a match report for this. Um it was dreadful. It was absolutely dreadful. And thus concludes our talking <laughs> about Arsenal. <laughs> there was a, a lack of creativity and invention. Um, this Whatever combo of man marking and zonal bullshit doesn't work, obviously, because Musette stood by himself on Bird Leno for a full 25 seconds and no one said a fucking word to anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously he's the one that put in uh, the goal. Musette's the one that uh, ran Pickford off the ball yes. on the uh, corner. That we conceded okay. when we lost to him 2 now. Yeah. Uh, first start for them, um, for him. Good on him, full debut. Uh, yeah. Takes a scalp. But uh, we didn't deserve it. Pepe should have done better. Socrates should have had a penalty, which I think we can all agree on. His shirt was a good two feet off of his body. And then right as the ball comes in, he lets go and shoulder barges him in the back. I think that's a definite pen. Doesn't get called. VAR fucks off and, and is watching porn <laughs> instead of the game. Um, the, the, uh, uh, Saka yellow card should have just been a no call. There was contact made. I don't think it was a dive, but I don't think it's enough for a penalty. No, there was contact made. His plant foot couldn't have made it back down. Not a chance, but I don't think it, the ball was too far away. I don't think it was a foul either. All righty. So it just should have been a no call. Um, so that's it for my match report because I'm, I'm tired and, and my head hurts. Okay, so you I'm tell gonna us just, how you really feel? Yeah, I'm going to just write, uh, read what I wrote on, on the Facebook page, if you guys follow the Facebook page, uh, is I cannot believe what I've watched. Uh, these moments of brilliance are fewer and farther between. We were abject at best. The team selection isn't right. The tactics are obvious shit. We're slow, predictable, and we're indifferent to that. You can't wait until injury time to show any sort of desire. Why wasn't Torreira brought on? Oh, why did we? Going, why did we wait? Yeah. Why did we wait for Ceballos uh, at halftime? Fortnite's down, so where's Ozil? I bet you he's beta testing the new one. Why the fuck is Jack on the field? Let alone our fucking captain. Why does Ganduzi seem to be the only cocksucker that cares? Pepe missed a sitter. He needs to be dropped for a couple of games and let his head settle. The pressure is mounting and the papers won't stop the criticism. At this point, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and Unai Emery are the same manager, living on the false promise of an unbeaten run that papered over the cracks of teams that simply aren't fucking good enough. Tactics that aren't good enough and desire that is non-existent. We are the fucking arsenal and we will get through this, but God damn it if this isn't shameful. Good night, guys. 
He finished strong, and we couldn't take him off his focus. Yep. But uh, we won. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, you know what happens when you come up with a clear plan and a style? Five. And a, an energy? Five <laughs> changes. We weren't just putting up crosses. Tom fucking Davies. We played fucking direct. Yes, Tom fucking Davies. Gomesh coming back in. <clears throat> the two of them bossed the midfield. Completely. Um, Energy, verve, enthusiasm, the whole nine. You just, somebody needed to be set on their ass, they fucking did it. Yeah, and and then what did that do, dude that got sat on his Galvanized ass? Galvanized the dude? rest of the fucking team. Well, well, no, the guy who was sitting on his ass gets subbed in, goes on, pissed off, scores a fucking goal. Like... Hey, it's amazing. If somebody's not doing well, put them on the fucking bench, change things up, shuffle things around. Um, I think we may have seen the end of Coleman's run. I think... Sibide played well. Played really well and really offered a lot in the attack. I think this may be a Digne slash Baines kind of situation. Situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you just go... Seamus Coleman's, what, 30 now? 31, something like that. 30. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's reaching the end of his career. Not not yet really should be, but he's starting to slow down a bit. And it won't be to fault of his own. It's just no, it's that just guy came out. Sibide played, played really well. well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I completely agree with that. And then you bring him on to, to close a game out. You, you get that hard-nosed Irishman in there to, to shore shit up at the at 85th minute. And you give him a few runs out for next season or two. Oh, so my wife's playing back the video right now. <laughs> I was editing it. Um, Can you mute your fucking phone? (laughs) That's that's fair. And hit the mute button. There were a few dangerous moments for Everton, Mm -hmm. but really, Harry Mina and Michael Keane repelled pretty much everything, Mm -hmm. and Jordan Pickford made a couple of saves when he was called upon. Um, So there was a a, a couple of worries, but really, y'all dealt with them fantastically. And for the most part, you were in charge the entire game. Should have been 6-0, to be honest. Uh, yeah, there I was definitely I, opportunities. Alex Awobi. Yeah, uh, should have put think, that away. Yeah, Walcott of, off the post for Charleston off the post. What a hit. Uh, oh. <laughs> Yuri Mina getting his jersey grabbed, put his hand on a guy, ran clean by him, and head the ball in the back of the net, and the ref called a foul. It like wasn't a, it, wasn't a foul. Uh, it wasn't a foul. It was a goal. <laughs> like, no. But but um, if Actually, I could... Definite foul. Yeah, I know now it's a definite foul. Definite foul. So um, <laughs> don't, don't, don't project your bitterness on the rest of this. Hey, look, there's nothing out of pen. You know what? White Claw, summer 2019. Nothing but positive vibes in here, baby. That's what's going on, okay? Yeah, well, Malort, uh, October 21st, 2019. <laughs> Heard. Depression and sadness. <laughs> <laughs> so the if I, I put on the West Ham cap real quick, um, a few. Well, one was due to injury, but a head scratcher. You have Yarmolenko. Yarmolenko yeah. is on fire, and you don't start him now. I the logic is is that for international duty, he plays every minute. He's I, I yeah. think it's, it's he's either Uc- Serb, he's Ukraine. Ukrainian. Yeah, I, he's so he's also one of the furthest away. <laughs> yeah, in general, from he he plays yeah. every minute of every mm-hmm. match. He's one of their best players. It's just he's going to get used, but also he ate. Everton for lunch at Goodison last year. Yep. So wouldn't you, why wouldn't you start him? I mean, he dominated. And, and really, West Ham created their best chances of the match once he came on. Right. And now, like I said, you all dealt with it fine. I mean, I, I never really worried for you. There was a few moments I was like, oh shit, here it comes. And the then, corner kick. The, the not corner, a problem. The corner kick that was clearly a foul on Sidibe because he got kicked in the leg. 
but they called the corner kick instead. That was I was sitting there going, "Oh fuck, here it comes, here comes the goal, here yeah. comes the goal," and then it was like, "Holy shit, Pickford, get the rave on you, motherfucker! Way to make yeah, this safe." Yeah, not a problem. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I um, mean, so I, I'm not sh- these team selections this weekend were kind of odd, to be honest. Here's here's a little for for West Ham. Like I said, wanting to look at West Ham specifically. Here's the little thing that I think truly hurt West Ham. No Aaron Cresswell. He was injured. Mm-hmm. Cresswell normally plays that outside, yep. right behind Yarmolenko. Yep. So you've basically taken one whole half of the field and fucked and it gone, off and gone yeah. to backup. So and uh, Fornells is 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 an excellent player and he's a good sub, but Fornells likes to play more centrally. And then you're just kind of left. Okay, well we can go down one flank. We can go down right. the flank with Anderson, and that's about it. Well, at that point, and you minute, become predictable. And the minute everything started coming through the middle for Davies and Gomez, who are both not really defensive midfielders, they're more attacking midfielders, or or in the case of uh, Gomez, more a box-to-box guy, Like you don't have a legit defensive midfielder out there, and they couldn't. Boss the midfield for well, us. I, 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 I think I think Cresswell made a not having Cresswell made a bigger impact on them, especially because of not starting Yarmolenko. I think you really affected that side of the field. Um, now that being said, West Ham needed to come out and actually play the fucking game, and they didn't. They I would also uninspired. argue. I would also argue that Tom Davies is whatever the fuck you want him to be, because <laughs> he, he cares about the shirt so much. Uh, much like we talk about James Milner at, at Liverpool, kids, to, for kids a, played right back for us. Before. Yeah, exactly. For lack of a better comparison, right? James Milner played left back most of last season or season before that or whatever. When James when, Milner when, will play fucking that. goalie if you need him yeah, to. Yeah, if you have to, exactly, one hundred percent. So it's I, I think it's more of a the the energy and the enthusiasm and the the give all for the shirt that Davies and Gomez brought. Yeah, that made it so easy for you, to be honest. I mean, what was it last year that you all bossed us off the park? Because yeah. Gomez um, and uh, Idrissa Gay yeah, just, uh, just, bossed just bossed us because you guys wanted it more. You simply wanted it more. Yeah. And we can do all the tactics we want. We can do all talk about all the shit, all the formations, all the players, how much they cost, what they did in their, their previous histories. If you know sports in general... If you want it more than somebody else, you're going to win. You're going to fucking get it. Yeah. You're and you all simply wanted it more than they did. And it didn't matter that the formation wasn't quite right. It didn't matter that you didn't have an out and out defensive midfielder. It mattered that you fucking wanted it more. True. And they were a half step to a full step behind you all over the park. Yeah. Yeah. End of story. Now, um, I will say, uh, just to, to uh, finish up the segment here, for Everton. That's a big win, and that's nice. So now, of the teams, quote-unquote, around you, right, which would be Leicester, yourself, West Ham, and Wolves, you're 2-0. and Problem is, is next week, if you don't go to Brighton and win, yeah. it fucking means nothing. And your away form's been shite recently. Like, if there's anything this team... Hell, it's been close to a year since we've gotten a win. We've gotten a few draws, and a draw is not going to do. We need to go to Brighton, and we need to beat them at the MX. Period. End of discussion. Rounding out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. Spurs won, Watford won, Leicester 2, Burnley won, Wolves won, Southampton won, Bournemouth nil, Norwich nil, Chelsea won, Newcastle nil, and Mel's Aston Villa 2, Brighton 1. Um, 
Spurs literally escape with the point, flat out. 100%. Escaped. 100%. Um, They really got lucky from Kiko Fermenia's five-minute horror show, uh, the defender that came on. Oh, absolutely. Got in Ben Foster's way when he was coming out to claim a seemingly innocuous ball. Much like the first goal, Deli Ali gambled. However, he handled it. Uh, VAR, for some reason, didn't see it. And then, actually, a decent finish, but it shouldn't have stood. Um, Decore's goal was brilliant. Uh, Spurs played a game of, you got it. No, you got it. No, you got it. No, you got it. <laughs> and Decore ran right between everybody and uh, and finished smartly beyond Gazaniga, uh, who is also going to be in net until the new year. Hugo oh, yeah? Lloris is out until the new year. Wow, yep. that's not good. Dislocated elbow, and he's fucked. So I don't know what he's uh, what he's going to be doing, but um, again, VAR missed what we what we both thought was a, a handball. Okay, well, saying that it would have came off Deli Ali's shoulder. Um, so here's the thing: and if I was a Spuds fan, I'd worry, man. Okay, so here's the thing: I want to kind of touch base on real quickly, um, and it's not a VAR discussion. This is the discussion of the new letter of the law to what is a handball in a goal scoring situation, and this directly affected. The Manchester City Tottenham match when Laporte, while getting fouled, getting knocked over, the ball hit the back of his arm as he was falling away. And it's considered, even though it's unintentional, right? They say if it is intentional Mane's or goal. unintentional, if it hits the hand of it the is, attacking player, it is it, that it, or a attacking player that helps in the goal, if it assists in the goal or is direct result of the goal, the goal does not stand. The ball hit Deli Alley on his bicep. Yep. The rule states, uh, fuck whatever VAR has to say about it. No clear or obvious means nothing. The rule, the fucking rule. It's supposed to be black is, or white. It hit his arm. It does not matter. That is not a goal. Well, Mane's And that's not even to mention the whole Delafeu bullshit because he got fouled. So right. Watford should have won that game. And here's the thing: Watford doesn't win that game. Those three fucking points can be the difference between them staying up and going down. I mean, that's deplorable. I mean, uh, that's it's just, a, that's it's just a shame. Bad refing. It's that's a shame this refing. weekend happened. The week after our VAR. Oh, show. we would have had tons of material, but still, it just. Again, that's but that's not even the point. That's just bad fucking refereeing. Absolutely. Horrific. And again, and I don't know if you heard it, the, the, our other show that we listen to frequently. Did you listen today? Yes, I did. And they brought up the same fucking thing that we said last week. Why aren't the referees going over to make the fucking decisions at the goddamn television screen on the side of the fucking field? Shout out to Lindsay this week, too. Clearly, they're listening to your show. Yeah. yeah. They must be. <laughs> I'd like them to share it on the social medias. <laughs> Lindsay <laughs> put up nice. a Lindsay put up a great meme of uh, of uh, now available uh, twenty brand new uh, VAR panels at stadiums never been used. Yeah, first come first offer, yeah. come get them. It was brilliant. Absolutely, it's like what the fuck? Why the, the referee no longer has decisions? Uh, no longer has authority over the game because somebody else is making his fucking decisions for him. So real there quick. was at least three off the top of my head that he would have looked at. And either called penalties or overturned decisions. And he didn't. He listened to the fucking referee in the room. And it's bullshit. Yeah. yeah it's it costing all... teams points at the end of the day. Could cost them millions and millions of fucking pounds. All right, we're not bitching about VAR. We're bitching about the letter of the law that they didn't follow. So, <laughs> But VAR didn't follow it. 
That's what it's there for. Break, breaking news when it feels <laughs> breaking news when it feels like breaking. Just got a text from Nick. Do you need me to take uh, a piss out of Arsenal on the podcast for Monday? Wait, what a win. Tell Sam my commiserations. Do you want me to call Nick? No. <laughs> so there you have it. There you have I it. I can't go to a Sheffield Wednesday match now, though. I have. <laughs> when I have, we go in the spring, we're definitely going to see the Wednesday. Hey, hey Graham, <laughs> I have two words for you. What? Dublins. <laughs> oh, y'all can fuck off. All right. So, leading on to uh, Lester Burnley, um, you know what? That ended up being one hell of a fucking match. Yeah, and I, you know why? I, it, in our preview show that we did for Patreon, I, I told you I was like, I bet you this one's going to be a good one, and damn, did it deliver. Yeah, um, this weekend was the last home game for Leicester before the anniversary Absolutely. of um, of the helicopter crash that killed uh, Vichai Shrinidabaprava, um, along with two staff members. Nailed uh, it. Kavaporn Punpare and Not so much. Nusara Suknama. Okay, you did really uh, well Also, on the British one. pilot Eric Swafer and his Polish girlfriend uh, and co-pilot Isabella Rosa. Leszowicz. Uh, really have, touching scene. You have a problem with the skis and I itches. The you Eastern are really European bad stuff. with the Eastern yeah, European. Yeah, no, the Eastern European stuff sucks. Um, really touching scenes. Uh, very well done moment of silence, by the way, which uh, is a bit of um, the football show trope yep. from last season, yeah. where a lot of people suck Hats at moments of silence. But they did really well with this one. Yeah, because in Baltimore they like to yell "Goos" or "Hey yeah. Horn" or, or something. something ridiculous. Yeah, in the middle of it. Uh, but anyway, a towering Chris uh, Chris Wood header put Burnley in front, but it didn't take the wind out of Leicester. Because of the day, they stayed behind their team. They stayed loud. They stayed excited. Um, it took a while, but Jamie Vardy equalized on the stroke of halftime. Uh, Barnes's cross was fucking brilliant. So now here's here's a question for you. So great great job off of uh, off of Jamie. You know, FM Vardy, the, the the man just scores goals at will, and he's in his thirties now, and he just keeps scoring. Um, he's a machine. Now, the end of the game wasn't without controversy as well, as Wood scores a goal, um, a little bit of a grab. I don't, not so sure it was a foul. No, it was a what they called him on was the clipping of the ankle of of Johnny Evans. Yeah, yeah. And Evans's leg wraps around, and his foot hit his own calf, and he fell. Intentional or not, in the middle of the park, that gets called. True. So, at the end of the day, yes, it is a foul. Would he have gotten to the ball? Who knows? The point is, the opportunity of him getting to the ball got taken away from him. Fair enough. Uh, That, for me, is not a problem. This one is the most clear-cut out of everything that happened this weekend as it pertains to VAR. So, this one I actually don't have a fucking problem with. And well done, lads. You fucking got one right. Yeah. (laughs) So, but... uh, Again, Lester finding ways to win, even even if it's ugly, and 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 frankly, against a team but like Burnley, you it. knew what the game was going to be like. You yeah. knew exactly what to expect. Absolutely, and Lester's used to winning ugly. So um, let's move on to Wolves and uh, Southampton. So do we have to? Y- yeah, real quick, real quickly, <laughs> we're going to be a broken record here, but it's the same thing as before. This is one of those games you just conquered the world by beating City, but. You know what? You're playing Europe. You're playing, you know, your turn, your domestic tournaments, and you look right past this fucking game. Yep. You look right the fuck past it. Absolutely. And what ends up happening? Well, you can't look past any team in this league because if you do, they will catch you. To be fair, 
Wolves did put three goals in the back of the net. And I don't want to keep harping on it, but I said last week the stat was six decisions had been overturned and 227 reviewed incidents by VAR. This weekend, they reviewed 227 fucking incidents and didn't overturn fucking shit. <laughs> so I'm not sure where the, the evening out comes. I'm not sure where the at the end of the season this will all be right stuff. But one of the two Rahul Jimenez <laughs> goals should have stood, in my opinion. Okay. One of the two of them should have stood. Other than that, the game was boring as fuck. So um, Bournemouth and Norwich participated in a football match in the English Premier League this weekend, Sam. Sam, this um, <laughs> these are the boring games. Mm-hmm. And scene. Scene. Nailed it. All righty. So that's all we've said about that. Uh, Chelsea, winners of five straight now uh, in all competitions. They're starting, this to, too. starting to get their legs under them, you know. Um wasn't the prettiest of games. Credit to Newcastle them. Newcastle didn't even register a shot yeah. on target. You know, credit credit to them for figuring out a way to get the win because Newcastle can ugly you to death at times, and you can yep. find yourself getting into one of those just kind of shit matches. No, no, or one one. And then at the end, you go, point. Yep. "How the fuck did we drop two points at home to exactly. these guys?" So, yeah. so for them, that's that's good. Now you know. I forget who they have next week, but well, we'll talk about it in the previous show, anyways. But that you pay money and you can yeah. hear that. Yeah, very true. Um, and patreon.com forward slash or backslash backslash D football show. Uh-huh. Yep. And uh, one of the more exciting games of the weekend was uh, Brighton and Villa. What? What? <laughs> oh, wait. What? I we have to mention because he's American, DeAndre Yedlin on Tammy Abraham's second. Okay. Cut chance, please. Pulisic being unselfish, uh, kind of slid a ball in um, as he was drawing Dubravka out. Tammy Abraham thought he had an open net. DeAndre Yedlin busted a fucking gut from the other side of the penalty box to get across, slide in, and turn Tammy's Abraham shot over the crossbar. Nobody in that stadium, including the announcers and us watching on TV, saw DeAndre Yedlin doing it. But on the replay, fucking brilliant and nice to see him, you know, giving a shit. Right. That's yeah. it. Just because he's American, I wanted to make sure I mentioned that because that was fantastic. Fair enough. So uh, on to Villa Brighton. That was a heck of a little match there, wasn't it? Great game. Oh, that was, that was a awesome. fun one yeah. to watch, wasn't it? It was a good one to watch. Absolutely. Uh, Aaron Moy being a silly boy. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's you know what? <laughs> silly, a, silly boy. <laughs> for a central midfielder, could be an attacking midfielder. It could be a defending midfielder. The minute they get the stupid yellow card. You can almost guarantee the second yellow was coming in the next ten minutes. Like yep. if I was a, Which I, is I mean, exactly what fucking happened. I, I would hate yeah. to see what the. Yeah. I, I mean, I have to see what the numbers are, but just instinctually, if I was a coach on the sidelines and I saw my guy get like the tell the ref the fuck off yellow card, <laughs> I'd consider subbing him right then and there because I figure the next tackle he does is going to be too hard because he's going to be pissed off and it's going to be enough for the second yellow and he's gone. But hey, by the way, thanks. We don't have to worry about you next week now. You're you're a tough little yeah. fucker in the midfield and now you've just made it that much easier for us with your central de- midfield. Thanks. Absolutely. Appreciate it. 100%. Um, Brighton took the lead after 20 minutes through uh, a Webster header, which <laughs> I think was more of a pullback. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> that had some controversy before, didn't it? Uh, I think they were checking an offside. Yeah. But he wasn't. It, it was it was yeah. rightly he yeah the but I don't think he, like that wasn't a foul and then they get the goal off of it and I, I don't mean, think he yeah. meant to do it though is my point I mm. think he was putting it back across the face of goal and it just happened to hit in an area where 
Right. You know, we talk about yeah. people taking cross shots, right? Just firing it hard on target towards the middle. Precisely. Maybe it gets a deflection. Maybe it finds its way through. I think that's what this header was. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Yeah. And then <coughs> Jack fucking Grealish. Oh, my God. Step and up and be counted, son. Boy, boy, had, boy had himself a game. Yeah, he did. Got that Peaky Blinders I haircut, too. I believe he said, go fuck yourself with that goal. Yeah, absolutely he did. And then he's and then on the his knees for the cheering, and I'm yelling at Sam, we can't cheer until VAR rules. <laughs> um, I also very much personally like the way that uh, Jack Grealish, Grealish, I'm sorry, says uh, music. Muzak. Muzak. <laughs> it's Muzak. I like Muzak. That's a Birmingham accent. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty fucking uh, brilliant. I love it. <laughs> uh, Villa continued to press, especially after Aaron Moore got uh, sent off. Yeah. Yeah. But Brighton weren't without their chances. Yeah. I'd worry about that for Villa. You really should have turned a screw being up 10 men um, and shouldn't have, shouldn't have taken until no. stoppage time. Graham, Graham Potter style. He's he's yeah, not gonna let fair the, enough. He's not gonna take the foot off the pedal. No, absolutely, and it just shows he's a good manager. You're absolutely right. I mean, I'd, I'd give you that for for the sake of the household. I'm I'm happy Villa got got the W, but for the as a neutral watching that game, you kind of feel hard done for Brighton. They did everything right oh, and they gave it up. Hard. Right they're at the fucking end, they to, lost it. To quote you. Their goalie played his dick off. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, Matt and Ryan's hell of a keeper. Absolutely is. The, new, uh, the, the, the Kiwi, the New Zealander. 100%. Um, and uh, Aaron Conley played very well. Yep. Had a few chances mm-hmm. he should have put away. The 19-year-old with the full beard. Um, Jack Grealish, uh, nice to mention, though, that goal. Very first Premier League goal at Villa Park. Oh, good on him. Really? Ever, yeah. Huh. He scored, obviously, last season at Villa Park. Right. But they were in the championship. Right. Never scored at Villa Park in the two seasons that Villa were in the oh, Premier good. League that he was in the first team. So, yeah, there's that. Um, and then it was Grealish turned provider. Yep. Uh, and Tar- to Target? Target. 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 Oh, it's just Target? No, yeah, yeah, he's, he's <laughs> a Targetman. Yeah. Yeah, just Target. <laughs> oh, my bad, my bad. Well, I mean, you call him Target as opposed to Walmart <laughs> if you want to, if you're feeling the, fancy. The, I, mean, the I, just name. Assumed, I just assumed there was some pronunciation. The name it. Assassin merges in this marriage. <laughs> yeah. So beautifully. Uh, <laughs> I um also believe that Matt Ryan should have done a little bit better with that. Yeah, that was probably the only mistake he made. I think he committed right way too early. Here. Yeah. It kind of wanna... went right over his shoulder. Should have been a comfortable height for him. Yeah. Target did hit it with some pace and a little drop of the shoulder. He went down a little early. Yeah. He's maybe on his feet. That goes right into his yeah. Wasn't right that into his, his gut. first Premier League goal? I think that might have been, I to be honest with you. Actually, hey, I think that might have been. <laughs> I, th- yeah, I think I knew I something. I think you did know something. I knew something. <laughs> oh but my that, God. So for me, that's it. You know, he did hit it with some pace. He did, he did do well. Um, but I think Matt Ryan could have done better. Yeah. Oh, you know what? It's uh, like I said before. I didn't have to do a shot of Malort. She didn't have to do a shot of Malort. Um, so wasn't it uh, Ray that bet against me last week? Yes, it was. Yeah, right. I have yes, one thing was. to say to you. Bless your little cotton socks. <laughs> it's time to tell you what little we know. It is prediction time. I won something. Sam, you finally hit. How about that, huh? Fifteen whole dollars. A whole fifteen whole dollars. <laughs> Put you now to just a uh, minus uh, one sixty five down there. I mean one eighty five down there, killer. 
Uh, no, more sorry, not. That. I'm sorry, six eighty-five. Yeah, down. more Apparently, than that. me and numbers, <laughs> the uh, the printer paper is starting to go out, so it's like pink, and I can barely <laughs> read it. So that's don't all right. Hey, me. listen, you, it's on record, one eighty-five down. I'm winning. No, you are minus six eighty-five. <laughs> um, you finally got a W, even though you also had a loss, which yep. makes it kind of a, uh, you know. Pretty effective. Well, just get this right. out of the way. Uh, since we're talking about it, my couple losers is Everton v West Ham to draw, which didn't happen, obviously. Uh-huh. And I wrote, "Don't care." Finally, won one. Uh, <laughs> mine, mine says, uh, "Mine says secretly happy I lost because <laughs> Mane didn't <laughs> score." <laughs> so yeah, that's how that works out for me. So allow us to feed the cup of losers. The Dort Spirect mug is yeah. hungry. It needs losers. Feed the losers. That means we're going to get some winners this week, Sammy. That's what it's I... only uh, a matter of time. Maybe not. It's going to... Well, well, come on, man. Oh, But also, most importantly, um, Ray missed, Pat missed, <laughs> Russ missed, even Kitty fucking missed. That's what you get, fucking chicken, for fucking betting against my team. Don't talk about Ray like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, don't talk about dinner like that. <laughs> oh, stop it, both of you. So, uh, He's about to cry. Mr. Graham, what do you got for us this week? Uh, so, I am, against my better judgment, am going to parlay two games. Okay? Okay. I'm going to do Brighton v. Everton. Everton to win. <laughs> okay. Away from home for the wow. first time in a very, very long time. How much uh, money's on that? I mean, we're, we're, uh, Nice, okay. Lewis Dunk's out. Oh, yeah. He got the it. red. Yeah. So no, Moy's the one with the red. It's Aaron, Moy. Aaron oh, Moy's the one with the red. Dunk get a second dunk, uh, a yellow. Dunk, dunk got an injury. I think Dunk took an injury though. I think he's suspended though. So yeah. I think he got his fifth yellow, maybe. Oh, so he's out as I think well. That might, yeah. That's huge. It that doesn't matter. Yeah. You'll be fine. I, I have faith. That a uh, boy. And I'm gonna parlay that with Arsenal to win over Palace. Uh and us.888sport.com, the uh-huh. uh, site we get our lines from. On that parlay, gave me plus two eighty three for a hundred dollar bet. Plus two eighty three. Very good. So, uh, despite the fact that Pat lost, uh, he does write very good emails. So, and now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend Pat's pick of the week. Since now that money is getting tight, let's try to take a two team parlay, just like you, Mister Graham. Yeah. <coughs> To uh, bump it up a little. If I start thinking like him on a regular basis, <coughs> I quit. You're heard. I can't do um, this. <laughs> he said, of course, I'm not swinging for the fences. I'm just going to take solid contact and get on base. Sorry for the baseball reference, but go Nats. Which, yes, let's go Nats. Beat the Astros. Um, so Sunday, going with two 12-30 games, he's going to take uh, Arsenal at minus 230, but that wins 100 if he hits. And Liverpool at minus two twenty against Spurs. So both of them hit. That's a quick, uh, quick turnaround. He doesn't bet a hundred on each one. He goes. Uh, he's going to put a hundred on that one, which will hit for a whopping hundred and eight. Um, <laughs> but if he doesn't hit, he will be in the negative for the first time at the show with a minus twenty five. <coughs> Back to you, Sammy. Is what he had to say about that. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, like I said, I actually was uh, very happy that I lost this week because it meant that Liverpool did not win, which works out well. So I'm okay with that. So for my Big Sam's Lock of the Week, no more fucking around. It's time to get on a heater, Sam. I'm going to start hitting. (laughs) Now, I am actually going to do my first parlay of the season. 
Oh. It's so weird to see so much joy in him. Yeah, it is. I'm used to the, the pain. I, I am going to do something a little off the beaten tr- uh, path. The beaten path, yeah. Yes, beaten path. I'm going to take the cherries to win on the road at Watford. <laughs> oh. Yeah, thank you. Oh. Cherries to win on the road at <laughs> Against Watford. the championship team. <laughs> with Colin Wilson scoring. Which is a positive of plus three seventy five on my hundred dollar bet. Well, you know what I have to say about that. What do you have to say about what that? What you wanted to say was Oregon Trail, that old video game we used to play in school back in the day. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm afraid that your bet's going to get dysentery and die halfway there. Oh, heard. Okay. Well, I I don't think that Watford's winning, and I don't think and and if Bournemouth wins, who's probably going to score that goal? It's going to be fucking Colin Wilson. One of your three wives <laughs> has died. Anyone born between 1976 and 1987 knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Absolutely. <laughs> that's one for the kids for sure. <laughs> you know what else? You know what else, Sam? What? If that's all we gave you, that would be enough, wouldn't it? I wish it was. But no, we give you. <laughs> this music just compounds my depression. Kitty the chicken. <laughs> One of these weeks, I will videotape Sam Houston over here doing his chicken dance, but it is Oh, I got something. it. Are you I got it, it now? It. Yep. It's taping. I mean, what's great is them on the video can't hear the music, so he just looks like an idiot flailing uh, his arms around. Yeah. He's at a silent party. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Kitty was hiding from me this week. I wonder why. Could it be that I went up to visit her with a rosemary and salt shaker? (laughs) Just kidding, Sammy. Uh, So last week she picked West Ham, and so I decided to give her the other Sam's game. So she's got Arsenal versus Crystal Palace. Now, Kitty told me a story of her hanging out with Roger Waters and David Gilmore. Ooh, Pink Floyd fame. At the old Highbury Grounds. Mm-hmm. Staring at the stars, contemplating all of life's great questions. Hold on. Was Kitty tripping balls with the members of Pink Floyd? Maybe. I mean, it sounds like around. it, like contemplating life. I mean, was she at the high berry, berry when it was actually built or when it's now apartments thinking she's seeing a game? Because if she's tripping balls, she's probably thinking she's seeing a game. I have a fun story about high berry. It probably doesn't take much to get the chicken, you know, tripping balls, I'm yeah. assuming. Just a little? Yeah, I mean, she's like just, only eight just like pounds. Just a, like, a, like one drop does the trick for her? Yeah. Earlier in the season, she tripped into Jamie Vardy's balls. Well, <laughs> again, she gets around. <laughs> uh, so just confirming, Kitty has ties to the Gunners and she sees them when this weekend. And she also has ties to LSD, apparently, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And everybody, remember, always gamble legally and safely. Or responsibly. (laughs) That part was funny, too, but it was the... (laughs) All right. (laughs) 7.8 beer and whiskey. Come on, Porky. That's all, folks. (laughs) All right, Sam, how'd we do this week? Uh, We lost six to four. We shouldn't have. They were a cheeky little fucking physical team, and we we didn't do our jobs uh, all the time. We had chances. Yeah, we definitely had chances. Um, We didn't finish. We could have done better, to be honest. 
So that puts us at uh, two, two, and two going into the last game of the season. Um, we need some help, but um, one of the teams better than us is playing the team kind of tied with us. So right. uh, that should help. Um, but they are friendly; those two yeah. teams. So we don't know what they're going to do. Uh, what it simply comes down to is we have to win. They have to lose. If they draw or win, if they draw, they go even with us on points. But that bad loss to Noreen rears its ugly head, and we lose out on goal differential. Yep. So, um, but that also being said, um, the team they're playing against might also want to screw them over one. And I know the team we're playing against would probably rather see us be in the playoffs than them. Yep. So <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if the team we're playing kind of rolls over a little. Yeah, I'd hope so. <coughs> well, then uh, that about wraps, up, wraps it up for us. Uh, Sammy, any parting words? Yeah, for all the good admin I did last week, I did forget to say drink responsibly when I introduced the whiskey. Oh, that's very true. So make sure you do that. Um, other than that, uh, for what we talked about last week with um, England-Bulgaria uh, and the ugly scenes there, and I saw on uh, all the social medias a lot of Englishmen taking the moral high ground uh, on this argument, which, yes, they are wrong for doing it, but... You're no better than them, it appears, because uh, Yeovil Town and uh, Haringey Borough's FA Cup fourth-round qualifier was abandoned due to racial abuse of Haringey's defender Kobe Rowe, Rao uh, by the Yeovil fans uh, this same weekend. Hearts are investigating racial abuse up in Scotland of a Rangers striker, uh, as well as Bristol City investigating claims of Luton Town uh, that the Bristol away fans... Uh, racially abused one of Luton's players, one of the away fans. Um, so they're looking at that footage to try to find that guy. This shit is getting fucking ridiculous. Um, I Knock them out of tournaments, dock them points. Yep. Because, I mean, because if you hurt the club, that does one of two things. One, the club will police itself. And two, those fans will give a shit more about the result than they will about them running their mouth, and absolutely. they'll learn real quick to shut the fuck up. The other thing, Yeovil Town's a 120-year-old club teetering on financial difficulties. It it could fold them yeah. if you kick them out of the cup. Yeah. You know what? Stop being a fucking racist. Yeah, stop being an asshole. Too fucking bad. You lost your team because you were a fucking dickhead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's so I I know it sucks and I feel bad for the players and I feel bad for the people that that care and the nice fans the good fans, but you got to make an example. You got to fucking do something about this. You said it last week. You're not going to fucking stop if you hear a story. You're going to fucking say it. So you know, yeah, absolutely. It's not going to stop so, you. Now, um, I'm going to go ahead and go watch the Norwich Bournemouth highlights because I need something to help me fall asleep. Heard very good. Well, um. Thank you very much for joining us, boys and girls. Next up is Injury Time, where we're going to preview the weekend. How do you check it out? Go to our Patreon page and see. But like a good crack dealer, Sam, this week, I'm going to give it to you for free. Everybody this week later on, you'll get a little uh, little touch of the uh, of the Injury Time show and uh, just get you, get you hooked to it a little bit, you know? There you go. See? I do real quick. I forgot uh-huh. one thing. Um, this show comes out on Tuesday, October 22nd. Yep. It is four years since my dad's passed. Oh. Uh, so just want to give a uh, I love you. And um, show affection more. Show affection more. Cunt. You fucking cunt. <laughs> All right, everybody. Till next week. Good night.
Shaka Khan. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> the lot is fuck off. Come on, Shaka Khan. That's a shot for me. Shaka Khan. Come on. Fuck up a pass, Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Get this fucking shit over with. <laughs> Makes me so happy. <laughs>